When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Tottenstown. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Tottenstown podcast. My name is Tanner Staggs. Joining me, as always, my brother, Tyler Staggs. You got me with it last week. You said that football was back, and I was kind of confused at first. Um, but to me, now football is actually back. Was there a football game last week? Okay, listen, there was a football was game last week, fo- but in my mind, now football is back because tomorrow, because or you, when the podcast because, comes out, it'll be today. Because you just love Patriots football. The Tennessee Titans are going to be playing the Atlanta Falcons in their first preseason game of the year and the New England Patriots, which uh, is actually my favorite team over the Tennessee Titans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so their first preseason game, and it's – Bound to be exciting, as we've heard with all the starters, not most of the starters, most of the people that are are going to make it exciting, not going to be right playing. Quick. But <clears throat> So far, we only know of two that Vrabel has mentioned that are not playing. Right, I was kind of over-exaggerating there, but uh, I, I hope that a lot of the guys actually do get a drive or two, but regardless, I think even the depth guys are honestly going to put up a pretty entertaining game. I mean, I'm excited to see a lot of these guys and see what they can do. I think so, too. And usually, if I'm remembering correctly, years past, of course, last year there was no preseason, but years before that, usually the first game you would have mainly just guys trying to make the roster. Second game, you might see your starters for like a drive or two. Third game was the get-ready game. You'd see more of the starters. Then the fourth game, be you might see the starters for a drive or two, but mainly it's going to be the backups. So this year there's only three weeks of preseason. So I'm going to say this is the, okay, we're going to let the guys go out there that are trying to make this team or the guys that need to show us a little something more so we can see what exactly their role is going to be on this team. And then I think the next week against Tampa Bay, is when we'll really see our starters more. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's probably the way that it'll go down. But before we get into the show, let's go ahead and plug everything, and you go ahead and take it away. Going to start out, guys. If you want to support the podcast, make sure and go check out our merch. We have shirts, uh, shorts, phone cases, stickers. I forget what all, backpacks. And I think that's all that's on our store right now. But if you want to go check out everything on the store, go to titans-time.myshopify.com 
and that's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash collections. That'll take you to all of our products. As it starts getting closer to fall, we'll probably put some hoodies on there, you know, some some warmer clothes. That's what I want to see. So, but yeah, make sure to go check it out. And also another way to support the podcast, if you're listening to the audio podcast, make sure... I've noticed now it's no longer subscribing on Apple Podcast. You follow people on Apple Podcast or follow podcast, I guess. It's weird. Yeah, just go give us a follow on there. Make sure to leave us a five-star rating. Leave us some comments. Guys, the comments on there are very, very dry. So we need some help there. Give us something to, uh, you know, we'll mention your comment on the next show. And then if you're watching on YouTube, go down, subscribe, Turn on the post notifications. If you're liking the video, leave us a thumbs up and actually like the video. Share the video. Leave us a comment. Let us Give us your thoughts on everything that we're going to be talking about today, which is the game against the Falcons tomorrow, who you're most excited to see. And, yeah, we really appreciate it. And all of that is not just for nothing, especially on YouTube. It boosts uh, all the shows up in the search and algorithm and all that stuff and ultimately just get helps to get more views and, get and our exposure. Vid- get our video out there for more Titans fans to see. So also help us boost our social media. Make sure you're following us and interacting on all of those, the ones that we're most active on. Twitter is Titans underscore time. Facebook is Titans time. And then on Instagram, it's Titans time podcast. Okay, so now let's get into the show. Um you want to start with talking about the preseason game, or do you want to talk about what has I went wanna, on at camp the past week or so? We can talk about camp a little bit first, because then that honestly bleeds Leads into in, yep, the preseason. Sure. So, I mean, what have been the biggest things to you for for you over the past week? Um, I know a big one for me has been the not so good things that I've been hearing about Caleb Farley. Um, I don't know that, if that's on the top of your radar. It is. That's the main thing that stuck out to me. Uh, I can't remember if it was, I think it was towards the end of last week, Vrabel ended up pulling him off the field because he was out there, I think in their seven-on-sevens, and he his coverage got mixed up or he lost his guy, trip fell. I don't know exactly what happened, but when he got up, he was just he was looking around like he was lost, and... That allowed Logan Woodside to come rolling out of the pocket and run right by him. And Vrabel used a very, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for? His language was very colorful (laughs) in telling Farley to get off the field. You know, that's not how, you know, we're going to do things here. You don't, just because you make a mistake, you don't sit around and basically pout about it. And I, I believe some of the veterans are have even went to the sideline, talked to Farley, and was like, hey, understand, I believe it was Kevin Byard that said this, hey, mistakes are going to happen, understand you being hard on yourself, but watch your body language. You know, there's, you can be hard on yourself, but don't, you know, show like defeat or anything out on the field. Yeah, and so basically now what that has kind of led to, and not to get into the preseason game and everything, which it's not just that, obviously, that led to this, but... He's not going to be playing, and that's it's just kind of a culmination of things that show that he's not ready yet. And, I mean, honestly, that's okay, in my opinion. But we'll talk about more of that later um, when well, we no, get to I, talking I, about the preseason game. I'm going to go ahead and hit on okay, it now. Yeah, for sure. About, you know, why 
what do you think is making him not ready? Do you think it's the mistakes well, in practice, the injury, or coming back from the injury? Because I have my thoughts, but I want to hear yours first. Well, I mean, I think when they say he's not ready, um, I definitely think that what they are referring to is that he's still making a lot of mistakes and he is mentally probably not ready to go out there in a preseason, even not definitely not a regular season game and not even a preseason game right now at this moment. And in my opinion, that's okay because we're talking about a guy that I believe I'm correct in saying he's, he only had like 23 games of college experience. And I mean, honestly, that's not a whole lot. Um, he's missed half, at least half of one season, I believe. And then another full season, obviously this past one, uh, due to coronavirus concerns. And then just a bunch of other stuff that has happened with Caleb Farley that has led to him not really having a whole lot of experience over the past four years, three years, however many, uh, it actually was. But I mean, I I think it's okay as he kind of gets back into this, kind of just gets back into the groove of things really as he's starting to practice every day. And I mean, honestly, combine all of that with the fact that he's now stepping up a level into the NFL. I don't think it's anything to sweat about that. He's not ready. I just think, um, me especially, and probably a lot of other fans are going to have to be okay with looking in the mirror and saying, okay, we can't expect this kid to be that number one guy right off the bat. And I, I think I even said it last week that, you know, I wanted him to be the guy that was on DeAndre Hopkins. I wanted him to be the guy that was on these number one receivers. And honestly, I think that was probably unfair for me to say because, or, or honestly for anyone to say, because he's probably just not ready for that yet. I will say this. He, he wants the challenge, but I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I mean, when it comes down to it, he hasn't been playing corner very long. I mean, he has That's another great point. He just, he has so much athletic ability that to be able to switch to corner and have the season that he did have, which, like you mentioned, wasn't able to play last year. He's coming back from this back injury, surgery, and I think another thing that factors into him not being ready to play, he didn't get to go participate in minicamp he got to he wasn't late to training camp but as far as getting out on the field he wasn't out there as early as everyone else because he had to be cleared first so he doesn't have as many practices under his belt or that as many reps under his belt as these guys so I think that one thing that it can be attributed to is with that limited amount of time they don't want to put him out there in this first preseason game and something happened and it really affect his psyche and getting his head of man I make like if he makes several mistakes in a row like that could easily take your guy who you're planning on being your star cornerback of the future and just completely breaking him down to where he doesn't become that yeah I think that's a great point I mean Especially if they're already seeing visual, uh, what's I can't even think of the word that I'm looking for, visual cues that he's already kind of doing that in practice, beating himself up when he makes a mistake. Um, and he's showing that physically instead of just keeping it in the back of his head and continuing on and, and making the play. I mean, there's a culmination of things, like you were mentioning earlier on when you first started talking, 
that have led to him not having as much experience as all the other rookies that are out there. And so we really can't expect him to be on that level because not only did he not have as much experience in college, but he also has not had as much experience as them in this first little stint that they've had in the NFL. Right. And let's face it, all rookies are going to have growing pains. And I think the main thing the coaches keep talking to him about now is, look, mistakes are going to happen. But when they happen, you you don't think about them right then or reflect on them right then. You finish the play. You know, you play to the whistle. Don't Because if you get on yourself right then, you have Logan Woodside scrambling out of the backfield and running right by you. You're taking yourself out of half of a play. And exactly. Well, so, something that obviously should not happen. Logan Woodside rolling out, running for a touchdown. Out running – Kayla Farley. Exactly. So, uh, I mean. I'm like you. I'm not that worried about it this week. I think that as long as he can keep improving, which I think he will. I think he's going to, you know, I'm trying to think of the correct terminology here. I think he's going to just really bear down and work harder, get out there in practice, get the mental reps in out there at practice too, along with, being out there, and I'm hoping we can see him for the Tampa Bay preseason game, or at least maybe the last preseason game. Yeah, hopefully, and that's what I was going to mention is, you know, hopefully we can see this guy get out there and get some reps before the end of the preseason, if not in the second game, in the third game, hopefully. Because it would be good to see him go against other teams. Yeah. And, you know, not know which – even now, not saying they know what the offense is running in practice, everything, but you're getting to go against another team, and you actually have more of that contact, and want to see him through that contact and make sure, you know, even everything's going to be okay with his back, which I believe it is. If he's out there for seven on sevens in practice and everything else, I don't think that they're worried about his back for this yeah, preseason I agree. game. I just think it's mentally he is not ready to be out there and they don't want to break him. Yeah, I agree 100%. So, all in all, you know, I mean, we hope that Caleb Farley can get out there and actually get some game experience uh, before the the regular season comes here. Because, I mean, honestly, you want him to be able to go out there in a game that doesn't matter, really. I mean, you know, the preseason games, they matter and don't matter at the same time. You know you know what I mean. Um, so, you want him to have a chance to – go out there and be able to play in a game that at the end of the season, as far as the record shows, does not matter. And if he doesn't have that experience against another team, uh, to be able to go against wide receivers that, you know, he's not going against them in reps every day. He doesn't have these thoughts in his mind of things that he's familiar with to seeing them do, things that, I mean, these are fresh receivers that he has not played against. That's a very good way to put it because every receiver is going to be different in their footwork, their route running, you know, just all of that aspect of being a receiver. Every receiver is different. So, like you said, going against all these receivers on the Titans team in practice, eventually you can kind of pick up on things from them. Going against a new team every week, yeah, you can watch film, but it's not like you're seeing it every day in practice. Right. And so, I mean, ultimately, I think that the best thing to do is to just sit here, watch Caleb Farley grow as a rookie, 
and just don't sweat it. If the second preseason game comes along and, you know, he ends up, he's not going to be playing, don't sweat it. If the third preseason game comes along, and I know I said that I would like for him to get out there and be able to play in a preseason game. I mean, honestly, don't sweat it. Uh, if he can't play or if he's only going to be playing a very limited amount of snaps, who knows really how quickly he's going to progress. It could it could be before the preseason and he him able to be in a, to get into a game. It could be midway through the regular season. Obviously, that's not best-case scenario. And we definitely don't want to say that with the history of – well, not necessarily the history, sort of the history, but also just mainly last season with the first-round pick. I mean, you don't want to see that first-round pick going – you know, midway through the season, he still hasn't played in a game yet. But I am confident enough in Caleb Farley that I can say with him, I'm not going to feel so bad uh, if it's midway through the season and he hasn't played yet, which I, I obviously don't see that being the case. But I just think ultimately just being patient and, and just watching him grow and mature as a rookie. Is the main thing. I mean, because I think eventually he will be out there. He will be one of the top corners on the team. And I mean, I think he's going to have a good career ahead of him. And I hope that that he is able to get out there and be one of the top corners on this team. Because then you have then you can move Christian Fulton to the slot, right? And let him handle receivers or running backs, tight end, whoever's there. Because right now. Christian Fulton is your other outside corner, and that means that we're left with Chris Jackson as the slot corner, who Shane Bowen and others have been really praising Chris Jackson this offseason through training camp, talking about how much he's improved. But, I mean, last year he was bad. I really hope that he's improved because that's a guy – that I personally have been rooting for, and I hope that he can make a spot for himself on this roster. Sounds like that they're giving him some praise here early on. Right, and I guess it's one of those things. We've talked about opposing teams, and, okay, this player has to show me something. Chris Jackson needs to show me something because after last year, I'm looking at this, you know, I'm looking at the depth chart and seeing him as our slot corner, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, teams, whoever they put in the slot, is just fixing to have a day. You know, yep. they're they're going to feast. Yeah, no. Going I d- off of last year. So he needs to show me something and make it to where I'm not worried about him being in that position. Yeah, I definitely get the concern there. Um, another thing from training camp that I want to mention is a guy that I've been high on, very high on here early in the offseason. And now as it's starting to dwindle down here and we're getting closer and closer to – I mean, the final 53 roster and then eventually the official depth chart for week one, all of that stuff. I mean, he has a lot of ground to make up, and that's Josh Reynolds. I don't know if you knew I was going there or not. I, I, oh, no, I did because <laughs> the the last couple of weeks, this is a guy that you're saying is, oh, he's our he's our true number one receiver. He's our true number one receiver. You know, or he's our he's okay. Am I not allowed to be high on a guy? Am I not allowed (laughs) to be excited about a guy and then be wrong? I'm just saying. Actually, I'm not even going to admit that I'm wrong yet because we don't know (laughs) if I'm wrong yet. We don't. But there have been several reporters that cover the Titans come out and say he just doesn't look that explosive or it looks and do you like know what like, i have to say but back to paul karharski i have to say the exact aj brown response back uh, but, to paul karharski 
I, this is kind of a middle ground here for me because I respect AJ sticking up for his teammate and everything else. Yeah, yeah and he and, has to do that, you know. And also, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Yeah, I, I want to make that clear. But at the same time, Paul is doing his job. I agree. I agree. I mean, he's. But I, he's, I'm just he's a giving, little. I'm a little salty about the way that he had to go after my favorite receiver on the team. Which he did come back and give more context to it later. And it looks like maybe Paul and AJ even made up after practice yesterday. It looked like they were talking and, you know, AJ had stuck his hand out to shake Paul's hand, it looked like. So I think everything's good on that front now. And then he jerked it back and hit him with the psych. And... <laughs> but, you know, Josh Reynolds, I'm going to say this. I never seen him as the explosive take the top off. And I don't think that's what – I don't even know if that's what Paul Kraharski was meaning. I think he's meaning when he went back and added context, he was like, look at the guys later in the video, how their their release is, their cuts. You know, everything is just – it's more sharp. And Josh Reynolds didn't look like that. Now, the next day in practice, he looked a lot better. But he's a guy that we just kind of automatically threw out there as he's going to be the number three. And that's not necessarily true. But after doing more looking, he's really only on a one-year deal worth $1.75 million with a signing bonus. I can't remember how much it is. But it's not like the Titans would be in the wrong if they decided to get rid of him and go with some of these younger guys. No, you're definitely I mean, right. I mean, there's, but, there is that option there. I, I just thought for him that with the position that he's in and with that contract that he has, that's all the incentive for him to try to go out and do what he can this season and then eventually get paid, either whether that be by the Titans or by another team, in the offseason. Right, and in AJ's response, he made a good point. You know, we don't know what everyone has going on through training camp. We don't know what kind of little injuries they may have, this and that. I honestly believe that Josh Reynolds will he'll come back and he'll be good. And I think he'll be our number three. I think he'll solidify that spot. But because, like I said, the next day in training camp, he looked better. It Maybe he just wasn't going full speed or doing half reps. But even now, like we talked about with that contract he has, you can't be doing that. Yeah. You're, you're not guaranteed a spot on this team. And Kevin Byard made a good point of a reporter asking him a question about, you know, like the guys that know that they have a spot on this team, you know, how they keep approaching things. And he says, well, even if that may be the case, like you can't approach it like that. You have to act like you're fighting for your spot on this team. And I think that's how every player should be. You know, put in the work, go out there, do what's asked of you and show out and give it 110% each play. So, you know, he can't just assume, okay, I've got this third spot locked up because Marcus Johnston... uh, Johnston? Yeah, Marcus Johnson got a little... This Johnston fellow that the the Titans have coming up is a player. But he's been having a pretty good camp. I mean, we hear about him constantly making plays. I don't know if you do because you probably don't watch the... uh, and who was that again? <laughs> Marcus Johnson. Right. With a with a T? No. Just Johnson, right? We know that I'm terrible with names, <laughs> so don't even give me that shit. All right, I got you. The name butcher. 
So anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. He he has been killing it. Um, I mean, he's been getting a lot of praise. He is. I mean, honestly, they're going to have kind of a little bit of a battle going on throughout the preseason for who's going to take that number three wide receiver role. Yeah, so, I mean, really, everyone below our number two spot. I mean, how many receivers do you think the Titans are going to keep? I mean, in my mind, I would say six, but. I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up keeping seven. I Man. also wouldn't be surprised if they cut it short to only five. So I, it just I, depends. I think six is probably that sweet spot yeah, for yeah. them. But another guy who could possibly be on the bubble, you haven't been hearing much from the uh, the reporters about him, but Des Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's a guy, as our fourth-round pick, we thought that he was going to come in and – you know, really maybe shine through, but Racy McMath, who we took a couple rounds after him, really he's kind of the one that's jumped Dez, in my opinion, and you're kind of left with a scenario of, okay, do you want to not put Dez on the 53-man roster and hope that he can clear waivers so that you can add him back to the practice squad, but either him or Racy, either one, if either of them get released to the waivers, I don't see them clearing waivers. You don't think? Oh, no, a team will pick them up for sure. Even, especially with Racy, even if it's just for special teams. Yeah, that that is I true. Mean, I mean, if, if they end up, whoever they part ways with, they honestly have to really just see that player as, as being gone to another Because team. right now, here's what we're looking at. We know we have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. We're assuming... Josh Reynolds is going to be the three. Then you have Marcus Johnson. You have, and the reason I'm throwing throwing this name out there is because apparently he's kind of leading the punt return uh, race there, or position. Chester Rogers. So that's five right there. So that still leaves you with Racy McMath, Des Fitzpatrick, and Cam Batson. I mean, so... I don't who, know like who for takes me, that sixth spot, and, and we'll know a lot more as these preseason games go along. Um, I don't know, and I, and I think we right, talked about this. One thing we talked about was how these preseason games are going to be very important for Des Fitzpatrick and yeah, Racy. For sure. You know, some of these guys who maybe want to be that sixth receiver, or you know, we threw those six out there really outside the top two. We don't know the order of them, right? So. You know, these guys are just fighting to be one of those six if, right. if the Titans keep six. And so now that is kind of something that I want to roll um, into the talk about the preseason game that's coming up tomorrow uh, when this comes out, be today. Anyways, whatever. I always try to explain that. But regardless, <laughs> it right now as we're recording, it'll be tomorrow. Um, I, just who are the guys that this preseason game is most important for? And a couple of names that I want to throw out right off the bat – um, is Darrington Evans. Yep, that's the guy I was thinking of. Josh Reynolds. Um, I think, honestly, in my opinion, and I don't know how much we'll see of him out there, just a guy off the top of my head is Christian Fulton. Um, I think it could be important for him. And then also, again, don't know how much we'll see of him, but Tier Tart. And those are four names that I want to throw out that I think it could be important for them because for Tier Tart, I mean – he has a real chance at being the starter there at tackle. 
Yeah, I mean, he's been getting high praise from everyone. And so Apparently, I don't know if he is going to be a guy that they throw into preseason games and let him get quite a bit of work and let him earn that role, or if they have seen what they need to see through practice. So I don't know how that's going to go, but if he has a significant role in the preseason game, even if he doesn't, the the preseason game could be important because of how the guys behind him play. Right, and it it would really help out if we knew – what guys were going to be playing right. tomorrow because then we could really narrow down who this game's going to be important And, and that's why I and, say it's going to be easier after we get into a couple of the preseason games. Right, because right now we can assume or maybe think or say, hey, if this guy plays, this could be a big game for him. So for me, Darrington Evans is one of the big ones because we know he's going to be the starting running back for the game. Yeah. And – He's been working his ass off in training camp. He needs to prove that he can, if Derrick Henry ever has to come out, he can be the one trusted to take those reps. Had a little bit of a rough patch last year with injuries, everything else. When he he got on the field, he looked good. He did look good, which is why I'm excited to see him tomorrow. And, of course, you can throw out all of the rookies except for for Caleb except for Caleb Farley, because we know that he's not going to be playing. But you have Dylan Randoons that's been... the Huge for him, because he was not having he, a great camp. He's been struggling, and he's not even listed as one of the tackles right now. I think he's the backup right guard, right guard or left guard. One of those. I think it's the right guard. So, you know, And he, I would say that that's mostly due to the fact that... <clears throat> He was having a lot of issue with guys that are able to to get low on the outside and get around him. Right, and our our entire offensive line that that's another thing because so far through practice we haven't they've been having to mix up their combinations of offensive linemen. So seeing how well they communicate whenever they are switched in and out, and you have different combinations in there, and. Of course, like we talked about with the receivers. Me, personally, I don't expect to see Julio. I don't expect to see AJ. So, I I do think we'll see Josh Reynolds. I think we'll see Des Fitzpatrick, Marcus Johnson. Everyone below Julio and AJ. AJ. So, I want to see who can come out there and show what they can do. Actually translate it to the game versus just training camp practices. And on the defense, you mentioned Tierra Tart. I think it's going to be, if he plays, it's going to be a big game for him. Christian Fulton, because of last year, the injuries, everything. And, I mean, some of these second-year guys, they didn't get the luxury of training camp last year. Right. They didn't get a preseason. It was just regular season, here you go, you're thrown out there, show us what you can do. Right. So, even Chris Jackson... Show me what you can do, man. Show me, like, prove me wrong. Prove me that I should not be worried about you being out there as our slot cornerback. I really hope that he does prove you wrong because I, <clears throat> honestly, I mean, I watched a lot of his stuff from Marshall whenever he first got drafted, and I was really impressed with all of it. And then, I mean, obviously, I I did, I side with you. I saw what you saw last year. Um, but I, I really hope he proves you wrong. I, 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 I hope he does, I hope, too that you're making the top of the the reverse of what I was saying about Josh Reynolds. Uh, 
let's let's go for it. Just eating your words on camera about hey, Chris I, Jackson. I, I'll do it. Three interceptions, all pick sixes, and then on the last one, he just runs out of the back of the end zone, right into the camera, flips it off, and he's just like, F you, Tyler. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, if he knows my name and knows what I've said, come on the show and we'll talk to you about it all. <laughs> Another guy I'm going to throw out there that you maybe haven't even thought of, Brady Breeze. After what happened with him in training yeah. camp, going high, hitting Dez in the head, this could be a major game for him yeah, to get I out agree. there and make an impact. Now, uh, this the guy's name is slipping my mind, but the other defensive back that the Titans drafted like in the middle of the draft. You mean the Jedi in the slot? Elijah Molden? Yeah. I, I, his name was like slipping my mind, and I didn't have it anywhere pulled up, but he was one that I was thinking about earlier and then like like earlier in the show, and then I couldn't I, I couldn't come up with his name. Didn't Definitely didn't want to get it wrong and, and catch a lot of shit. So, yes, him, and I think it's going to be huge for him. Right quick, Arthur Juan Kenobi, I can't remember if he's the one that come up with the whole Jedi in the slot thing. I know he's talked to Elijah Molden a lot, but, you know, if you're the one that come up with that, Shout out to you there. You know, don't want to take credit for that. From right. Him. But, yeah, he's another guy that I'm excited to see. Yeah. So, um, I, And, I mean, as far as, like, being a big game, I mean, obviously everyone that doesn't have a spot on the roster carved out and that, that knows, like, I, I'm on the team, it's a huge game. I mean, so. Kickers. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is going to be. Honestly, I, mean, I, I think – in the end, it's it's going to be McCann. Um, See, I'm the opposite. I think it's possibly going to be Ficken. Well, your opinion just really doesn't matter. Well, obviously it does because I'm sitting here across from you, so. You're, I, I mean. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, find find the words. Here's the thing. When it comes to kickers, I have been right more than you've been right. Really? Yeah. How? Um, Just, I, I, I believe it was last season that I was the one that said, to give Gustiowski some time and, and to not. I, we, we may have to go back and review the tape. Because I don't, I don't that, know. That Anyways. doesn't sound like you because usually you're more of the pessimist and I'm more of the optimist. Or, Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm more optimistic. You're more pessimistic. Okay. So that sounds like something more of what I would say. Not saying that's the case. You very well could have said it. I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, you bring up a good point. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could be and right. Another glaring thing that we haven't even hit on for the preseason game is we get to see the backup quarterback competition. Yeah, uh, and I mean... And we know that Vrabel does not plan on Tannehill playing. Yeah, so, so we're going to see a lot of each guy, honestly. And I just, I really don't know what to say about either one of them until we see this first game. Because we're going to have a lot to look at between them two after this first game, I think, because I don't think Tannehill will play. And I think they will both get probably equal share of drives. Um, and so I really think that we will – that next week, I think that that is something we'll be able to talk a lot about. Um, hopefully, it's not even something that matters because hopefully it will be Tannehill all year long. Um, but I, there is going to be a lot to unpack there after the game. Uh, one thing that I want to get into is go, – go ahead. Uh, because I want to save this for last. I want to save okay. this for the end of the show. Uh, just So we mentioned earlier how Vrabel pretty much only said that two players weren't going to play, and that right. was Tannehill and Farley. But 
you can easily assume that if Darrington Evans is the running back starting this game, Derrick Henry's not playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But For sure. to mention some guys that we didn't even talk about being excited to see to see them out there, Vrabel mentioned these guys. He's excited to see these guys out there playing, and that's Rashad Weaver and Monty Rice. Yeah, I agree so, with that, especially with Rashad Weaver. Um, cause, well, see, I'm, I'm kind of the opposite. Weaver is a... He's a guy that could help out. I mean, he's a big freaking dude. Yeah. And him coming off the edge could be huge, adding to that depth. But he also has a lot of legal stuff. Yeah, I just... So, I, the the guy that I'm more, I guess, excited to see is Monty Rice because he'll end up being the field general out there on defense. Yeah. Because you'll have Jayon out. More than likely, when Monty's in, you'll have um, Rashawn Evans out, so he'll probably be out there with David Long. I'm not uh, putting a whole lot of my hopes into it, uh, just because you know how things go with Georgia rookies. So, just going to put that out there. Not really <laughs> hoping for a lot from Monty Ross. Uh, in, in all seriousness, I, I do think I, I wasn't happy with as happy with that pick as some of their other picks in the draft. Um, I do think he is a good player. Uh, just had to get that quick little joke in about Isaiah Wilson. Um, Why'd you say his name? I, I we know. don't mention his name on here. I know. Um, anyways, so just to forget that I said that, into <laughs> the last thing that I wanted to talk about, which is I want some predictions for what players are going to be the stars of this game. What players are really going to come out and have a great performance, only on the Titans side. We don't care about the Falcons. Don't care – and I, I, I didn't even want to get into this this episode, the whole Arthur Smith, Dean Peace, all of that stuff. On the Titans side, <laughs> who are going to be the, the the main guys that really come out and show out in this game? You want one from offense and one from defense? I want two from offense and two from defense. Oh, okay. And and um, I'll I'll go ahead and throw out one from each, and then no, you no, one no, from no. each, Let, and then me one from each. And then, I, I want to go okay, first. You here. one from each, and then me one from each, and then and yeah. So for me, we've already mentioned his name several times, Darrington Evans. I I think he's going okay. to yeah, just the running back that's starting and is probably going to get the majority of the no. carries. So the guy that's going to touch the ball the most throughout the game. Is who I'm gonna, you know, put out there as my guy that, you know, because honestly, if he touches it 15 times, it has 80 yards and a touchdown. I can say, well, hey, you know, I was right about Darrington Evans. You know, no, he had a great game. Again, I just, I'm really excited to see him out there, back from injury, having a full off season to get. No, healthy. I agree. I agree. 100%. So, I, I, and yes, him starting everything else, but he's got a lot of pro- a lot to prove yeah, that he can I be agree. that second running back. Now on the defensive side. A guy I'm going to go with is probably Elijah Molden. Okay, and so the way that we'll do it is if you've picked a guy, or if I if a guy has already been picked, you can't you can't okay. pick him again. Um, so I'm going to say that Racy McMath is going to be a guy that's going to come out and really solidify, not necessarily completely make the decision, but he is going to make good strides towards solidifying his self a spot on the roster. I think he's going to have a great game. Um, probably throw in a touchdown there for him. Thrown by Logan Woodside. Okay, so um, Racy McMath with the touchdown, having a good game, and really showing out. And then on defense, I am going to say, oh, uh, I honestly, 
hadn't thought about it uh, because I was going to mention Elijah Molden. Um, and then <laughs> just because I'd reminded you of his name what, a little bit before this. Well, I, I never like actually had his name in my mind. It was just always like that defensive back that they took in the middle of the draft. Mm. And I don't know why I couldn't keep up with his name, but anyways, um, I'm just trying to was trying to buy myself some time there for, I'm just going to go with Rashad Weaver because I do think there's an opportunity that he gets a couple of sacks. And so obviously if Vrabel is excited to see him out there, that means he has seen some things that make him excited and that makes me excited. So, right. Um, now I'm going to start out with the defensive side because, and this is really going to depend obviously on if he, if he plays right. Christian Fulton. Yeah. Because he's another guy. And how much he's able to play. Right. Injuries got to him last year. He didn't get to play the entire season. Only got to play a couple games. So, and him being as the outside corner right now, I want to see how he's able to do. Yeah. And then coming back to the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with Marcus Johnson because – We've been hearing about him so much in training camp, making these plays, doing this, doing that. I want to see him translate it to this preseason game against a team that he hasn't been up against. So I want to see him go up against this Falcons defense, even if it is their second string defense. They're still all professionals, and I want to see him continue to make these plays. Yeah, um... Ah, gosh, it's it's becoming so hard to come up with names because honestly, <laughs> like you got Marcus Johnson and well, that, that, he honestly he's a guy that has shocked me that he has made such a positive, uh, uh, I guess influence on the coaches or whatever made made such a positive impression on the coaches. Um, I just I did not see that coming from him uh, before he started to get all of that praise and honestly, so so I mean shout out to him for coming in and really just making such a good impression. I mean, I am excited to see him just based on what all the hype is about. Right. I mean, so guys for me, not trying not trying to stall or put off or anything like that. Uh, yeah. Guys for me, um, defensively, I'm going to say Lorel Murchison. Okay, th- that that's another guy I was thinking about. Yeah, and I think um, – I wrote an article before – last season started that said that was really hating on Larell Murchison. Oh, here we um, go. Flashback time. And so, and I, and I really felt that way. Then I was very anti Larell Murchison and I did not think that he was going to be able to make a role for himself on this team. I'm glad that he's still around. I will say that. Um, and I think that we're, we're going to see some really good stuff from him. I don't know about sacks and all of that, but in the run game, I think that you'll see him in there uh, making a lot of plays, uh, really disrupting things for whoever is going to be in it, running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, it's going to be subtle because it obviously it won't be sacks. Um, he, he isn't going to be that guy whose name is getting called out a lot, but I think Laurel Murchison will have a good game. And then offensively, um, I am going to go with Logan Woodside just because I think he will be the better quarterback. And at the end of the day, I think he's the guy that we'll be talking about um, over Matt Barkley because I think the stats will show that he had a better performance. All right. I can I can respect those choices. I was, I was even thinking about going with someone possibly on the offensive line. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, there's like so many. Like a Kendall many. Lamb is a guy. 
there there's so many different combinations that we're pro- possibly going to see out there that any one of them can make a difference, even if it's not something that shows up in the stat sheet. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's all that I've got to talk about. Don't know if you've got anything else. I'm good. Just excited for yep, the game. Ready for the game tomorrow. Finally, Titans football is even I mean, if it, it's preseason. It it it's back. It's back. And, and honestly, preseason just that just means that the regular season is right around the corner. That's so, right. And we've got the fantasy draft coming up for our league. So honestly, I mean, it it's just like everything is like pointing to football is back. It's time to get into that football mindset. It's getting real. Yeah, it's getting real. This has been Titans time. Oh, wait, thanks for listening. This has been Titans time. And as always, tighten up.